Uh, now, Dermot Hayes has spoken on Clare FM for many years about his efforts to progress rights for people with disabilities. He's also well known for his volunteering work and for campaigning for the rights of all to, re- to realise their dreams and make the world a better place. Dermot decided to put his life story into words and has spent the past year writing his memoir with the aid of well-known ghostwriter Brida uh, Shannon. Activist and author Dermot Hayes joins me studio. He's thrown missiles at me already and I'm also joined by Brida Shannon. You're both very welcome. Thank you, Pat. How are you great getting to be on? on the radio, yeah. You're on time for once in your life. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? How are you keeping? I'm okay. I'm hanging in there anyway. You know what I mean? No fear. You're I'm, do- I'm doing dialysis every night, nine hours a night. Busy, busy. Yeah, great fun. Oh, not fun at all. Mm. The book. Uh, this, I think, uh, knowing you as long as I've known you, this book is a long time coming. Indeed, indeed. Well, I thought now, I mean, see, the last time I thought about this uh, when I was hospital in May of May, June of 2020, right? And I was lying there and I was thinking, Jesus, I'm 66 now and I'm coming to the end of my life, really. And uh, I have two daughters and I'd like them to know what our life was when we were young, you know? So I started to put it down in paper. When I came home then in September, I started writing and I found I got them to read the, the piece that I was, I was doing and my daughter just laughed at me, really. So I knew I wasn't going to be a writer, so I got on to breathe anyway, and breathe and breathe. I breathe had myself and worked on the Corfin Youth Club book in 19, uh, 2019. We did a mighty job on it. So I said, breathe and breathe. I agreed to do it, really. There's a lot of stuff that I want to take, uh, clear up and I, I get down on paper, really. That's my trade union days, really, and the big strikes in Ennis, for example, really. And then I was in seven different hospitals. I wanted to kind of record that. And I want to honour my parents as well, like, which is very important. And I have 12 siblings. And fairness to my 12 siblings, I wrote them uh, that year. And uh, some of them wrote back. And one of them wrote eight or nine, ten pages for me on her experience, which is interesting. Yeah. So we tried to collate that together, really, and put it in. So that's really interesting stuff that we wrote. Because remember, when I was born, I maybe wrote about you, but we had no, electri- we had no electricity. We had no water, we had no television, we had no mobile phone. So it's a totally different life, like, just the horse and car and stuff like that, and walking to school the two and a half miles to Corofin, like, and all that kind of stuff. So all that needs to be recorded. But And, I, and that's where it all started, of course. That's where it all started. In, in Corofin. Yeah, Corofin, the youth club was very important to me. The youth club was a big part of my life from the age of 15, maybe till 22, like, really. And I came back later on as an adult leader, really. So they were great fun years as well, like, you know. And I made great... F- friends in the Corofin Youth Club and Jesus when I think about it we were into the rock and roll and we got in majesty had your long it. hair all the way down your back <laughs> <laughs> had you a ponytail <laughs> no no I got the ponytail no no my father was a devil for cutting the hair he had the, he had the, the clippers yeah and that was the Saturday afternoon job Jesus he was dead everyone got the haircut oh be, you're looking like a beetle you're, you're looking like a beetle he'd be said to my brothers like really you're looking like a beetle you know what I mean at what point Dermot in your life did you get involved in the work you've been doing for many years now helping people seeing helping people help themselves getting the supports people need because uh, many would say that our government hasn't taken care of all elements or all sides of, of course, society like but people. when did you get involved in helping people well, you see, during the youth club years, I could see the distinction, and I could even see it in my national school, the distinction between various people. I mean, for example, now the school for me was, but there were hard years, really, the national school, and the teacher was well able to give slaps. But I noticed he only slapped the guys that were the working class guys, right? Working class people. Yeah, and the big farmers and the well to do, the professionals, no, they wouldn't be touched, generally speaking, really, you know? So we got a good baiting from time to time, like, really. But were you bowled, though? 
No, we weren't bound. We never maintained we were bound, of course. We never, we were, we were boisterous, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't bound, best God. But generally, your, your school years, good, bad memories, mixed memories? Mixed memories, really. Yeah. There were some good patches in the school years. Of course, there were great patches. I mean, the, the patches, uh, well, you obviously can read about it when you get the book, of course. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've made some, I've held on to some great friends over the years, and uh, we have tragically lost yeah. some of the guys that were in the class with me as well in the National School, which I always remember those guys, really. You know, I'm just mentioning Michael Laird there and Frank Maroney and Jerry Kenny, great guys that I knew well, like really, with great fun and stuff like that. So it's hard to let go of people like that yeah. that you knew when they were young and uh, you know it, I, I'm lucky to be here in myself because I've been through a lot of hell and back in hospitals and all that but uh, yeah the, the youth club years were very influential on me really where I could see the disparity in society and my brain was opening up and I kind of was interested in politics my father was very interested in politics so I was very interested in politics and I could never figure out why he was involved in the particular party he was in we won't mention it now yeah, here okay. in case I get libeled <laughs> <laughs> so I mean because I was seeing ourselves as working class guys right working mm-hmm. class people and the resources and the wealth were, were were in other people's hands and you know how they got those was questionable and did they pay their tax was questionable and all that questionable really and the government policy was questionable as well really because it mean very hard for me to go to total level education really so that was the reality my reality and I, I really wanted to go to total level education and I went myself eventually like really eventually myself really uh, twice I went you know so I mean I do that I did that out of I just wanted to do it because physically I wouldn't be able to do physical work as as, as yeah. we know it really you know building building or anything like that or driving or anything like that. so but, I know but what drove you Dermot what drove you my mother uh, was a great woman she was caring and she, <coughs> she loved people and uh, <coughs> she was yeah she was because you, you've done a lot more than any other individual or any other group could do uh, but what drove you all that time to help other people because you were going through your own yeah yeah stuff but at I, the think, time. I think I think it's for my mother yeah and my father they were good people yeah and they always looked out for people and stuff like that which is very important and uh, despite the fact that yeah. she had 14 children she still had time for other people yeah. and help them out <laughs> what was it like though in a house with that many people i tell you the house was small it was a yeah. cottage built in 1910. It was one of those cottages that were built at the time uh, for la- farm labourers at the time. So we had an acre of land. Yeah, it was good, like, really, in the sense that, uh, OK, well, as you, didn't, you didn't notice that well, like, we were all seven of us in the bed, you know what I mean, in one the bed, or six or seven bed, like, really... Yeah, and you'd have to row about who went to bed and all that bit and, and who didn't went and to bed and there'd be someone getting kicks in the shins oh, and geez, someone got pushed whoever was on the edge got pushed out <laughs> that was dead, yeah, yeah, that was dead. <laughs> well there weren't seven in my house so I yeah. can't say exactly yeah. Rita at the risk of him throwing something at me I say you had your hands full working with this fellow uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I've been there before, so I had some idea of what to expect. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, but it was a wonderful project to work on, yeah. you know, a very inspirational life, a very inspirational character. So I, overall, I really enjoyed it. When did he throw the idea at you? Can we just want a bit closer there? Uh, Thank you very much. I'd say sometime yeah. in uh, 2020. Yeah, 2020. And we started then in uh, 21. We started work um, August, I think, late August 21. Yeah, so we were... 
We'll have been about 18 months on the whole project from start to finish. You know, and mostly remotely, presumably because of COVID as well. That must well, have been no, difficult. No, no, no. We started in 21, September 21. So oh, we were we just coming out of it. Outside yes, his house, very yes, good. on the bench, outside yeah. his house, yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, then, of course, you know, restrictions were lifted. So we were, um, yeah. yeah, we were meeting at each other's houses. We would, uh, every, every two weeks, we'd meet for two hours. And I would record Dermot, you know, so we started at we started at the beginning and before the beginning, even because we go back to Dermot's, you know, uh, grandparents. So we kind of we, we, we're Dermot had some research there, obviously. So, you know, we have traced the, the we have traced yeah. a little bit of their lives and their experiences. And um, and of course, then we go into Dermot's first memory. Uh, early childhood, school years, first job, um, education. Um, yeah, I said early childhood. Um, yeah, early school years. It, you know, secondary school, first first job, education, and of course, this activism. Yes. All the way through, like from he was when he was very very young, because he seems to have fallen out of the pram as an activist. <laughs> And we trace all those, yeah. you know, what Dermot's talking there about his mother. So we do trace all that, the, the influences. So you do see, I think, and I hope we have achieved this, we do see how the character is formed, you know, what inspired him and what sort of made him what he is. And yes, um, not to give, you know, it was, uh, it was a lovely family to grow up in. I really enjoyed, you know, I really enjoyed writing The Childhood Years, for example. It was a very big, warm family. It's the whole story. Worked very yeah. hard, of course, you know, so very, very hard, yeah. Um, but all very interesting, yeah. yeah. Was it was it um, a tough task, Dermot? I mean, you don't want to leave anyone out. You don't want to leave anything oh, out. And did stuff occur to you as you were doing this? Oh, just something just occurred to me now, and then you put it into the book as well. Well, I tell you, no, Pat, we left uh, we left a good bit out because there's a like, there's a restriction on the number of words we had to say. Really, yeah. you know, you could appreciate that as right. Yes, the, yeah, it was no. I know. I remember my memory is quite good, really, quite good, really. You know, mm-hmm. but it's my memoir. You know, mm-hmm. as an if I was doing autobiography, it might be a little different. But yeah. basically, it's what I want. I think I thought about really because I saw different many periods in my life. I worked in the cooperative in the shade in Roxton. You know, I worked in Inter. I worked in Studio I were I worked in Belvedere Carpet. You All know, the right? big names from those years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, those years. You remember them yourself. Yeah. yeah, God, they were amazing, actually, really. But I think about it. And uh, I suppose, really, and I had my disappointments, of course, really. The first college I went to, paid money, and it uh, turned out to be a hoax. Go away. A huge hoax. You, you can read all about it. Yeah. You can read all about <laughs> it. Read all about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, what about the, the launch, then? The launch is on the 4th of March, 6 o'clock in Corofin Parish Hall, St. Patrick's Hall, Corofin, right? Where else would you have it in Paris? Where else would yeah, I have it? Of God course. Almighty, yeah, yeah. And we have well-known Patrick McCormick, who obviously launched Amakara for the late John Donoghue, and he made that film, uh, Silver Branch. And uh, he's, read, he's read the draft of the book, so he loves it. You know, he loved the book. And my, and my sister, who is the oldest sister, she's coming from England, England with her, her husband and three daughters. So they're coming to launch, help me to launch the book as well. I'm delighted that she's coming now, really. It's a big effort for her and her husband, really. W- was it difficult putting it all together, though? I mean, was it easier or more difficult than you thought it would breathe, be? I know, it was a breathe. It was a breathe of great recorded everything. She was fantastic. Yeah. She kept probing me for questions and stuff like that, which was important, really. And we put it together. And she knew the surrounding kind of thing. She's quite a film woman herself, so so she knew the surroundings as well. I like, said, so, so, you know, mm. and she'd worked me in the on the youth club book as well. So and, and the title, where did the title come from? 
that what title the road that rises the road that rises yeah. Dominic Dominic Taylor Dominic Taylor a Limerick writers group uh, he is uh, doing the uh, final edit and printing the book so he suggested that to us Very so good. we thought it was a great idea and the photograph and the photograph is from Corofin itself really oh very good yeah and out, out by the lake there near Breeders House very good. The road that yeah. rises, a memoir, Dermatate, a, a boy from Kells. But I just want to Rita say... Shannon as well. Yep. I just want to say now, we went on the GoFund because I know I couldn't afford it. I'm an old age pensioner, right? So I went on the GoFund and to my surprise, 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 I got huge amount of support really from, from, the, from the sponsor, the donors really. And really grateful to the donors to make me, allow me to do this really. I really Excellent. appreciate that now very much. Brilliant. I can buy them all um, or make them tea and scones on the 4th of March. That's the intention. Above, that's the intention. In St. Yeah. Patrick's Hall and Cora Finn. Yep. So Saturday, March 4th, and 6 o'clock, St. Patrick's Hall. And Cora I just Finn. want to say, Eddie Linehan did the forward as well for us. Very good. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Way. That'd be exciting. The Innis Bookshop, Dermot, you're signing there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the 11th of March, Dermot will be signing copies Very good. Of, of The Road That Rises. Yeah. At the Innis Bookshop between, I think it's 1 and 3 pm. Yeah. Yeah. But sure, text in a reminder again, anyway, we'll yeah. give it an old mention. And there'll be no popular bookshops around Clare. Very good. Yeah, Dermot, thank, thank you, you very much for your time. Yeah. Uh, Dermot Hayes and Breda Shannon, thank you very much indeed. Once again, the, the road that rises okay. and the launch will be St. Patrick's Hall in uh, Corriffin on the 4th of March. Thank are you both indeed. Are you on double time now? <laughs>